Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our podcast. Hey, if you haven't done so, please go over to the contact page of our website, getnewfrequency.com, and like us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Loving bringing you all these, hoping you're enjoying them. Tonight is a great tale of horror for you, another episode of our series, Tales from Underground, and this one is called Hate Rises. Introducing it with me is the narrator of the piece, here she is victoria right she's hey, back Matt. hi everybody so i was just thinking as i was introducing you as the narrator i don't think we ever actually gave this being even a name in the script i think i just listed them as narrator so yeah no i don't think no we never did i don't think i ever gave her you know like a gender or anything about it and the, i don't even think in rehearsal we ever no i don't think we ever even addressed it uh tales from underground is sort of is a recurring series for us here where we sort of you know we are the audience that kind of go into this underground layer in los angeles and have this strange being sort of tell us about the dark history of Los Angeles. That's that's your character. Yeah. So uh, talk a little bit about sort of finding the voice of of this being and sort of the energy you sustain throughout because you're really the driving force behind these pieces. Well, I had some help from sound effects, as <laughs> I remember. Um, but I think that, um, not that as actors we don't all want to support our, our voices, but I think in this one I really tried to 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 bring it up from deep um, mm -hmm. uh, deep in the belly if you will <laughs> right yeah um, and and so that I think was the original sort of focus on from from me um, and I don't usually work that way from the outside in but on this one because we really wanted to try and do something a little different mm -hmm. um, that was sort of where I started and then that sort of fed into coloring everything else about the piece. Um, for me, I think one of the most delicious things was the the um, intense joy this <laughs> <Yes>. this <laughs> being takes from all these horrific experiences. She loves sharing these with yeah. such relish. <laughs> and this is just one of several folks. So um, they're just the more horrible, the more this person, this thing, likes it. Right. But um, you know, this is something. I'm going to turn the tables here for a minute. I've oh. never never asked Matt. Um, where in the dark recesses oh, of your corrupted mind yes. did the idea for for uh, Tales from the Underground come? Uh, I think, for, you know, interestingly enough, I was doing a project here in Los Angeles called The Fever, and for it, it was kind of a multimedia project, and we, we were filming in some dark areas of downtown Los Angeles, uh, particularly like sort of like Skid Row areas where a lot of the homeless are. And uh, there is sort of this long entryway sort of sewage tunnel uh, that goes into the underground sewage system in downtown Los Angeles. Mm. And we took a camera down there one evening, like right at sunset, because we wanted to sort of like, you know, get darkness descending on this tunnel. Don't ask me why we decided to do this. And it was a really dark, scary place. When we went down there, there were homeless people everywhere, nefarious characters everywhere. As far as I could see down the tunnel, mm. there were, you know, tents and people living down there. There's almost like a, this whole underground world and underground city. And it was scary. It was scary. And all like and all it made me think was, you know, this sort of, you know, that, that that set me in the mindset of like if there was this civilization and these people underground that could sort of tail these scary tales, you know, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And then that sort of, you know, flipped it on its ear, which was, well, what if I met sort of the hidden history of Los Angeles, the sort of, you know, Black Dahlia kind of stories that, that fill our, our, our city, the city of angels here. And it just kind of 
kind of came came to be that way. Just <laughs> you're right from 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 the twisted recesses of my mind. And then I got James Napoli involved, right. one of our writers at New Frequency, and he wrote with me. He he wrote he actually wrote this particular one called Hate Rises. It's scary over here, folks. I got to <laughs> tell you, it is. And so, but you're right though. I think in the same way, the thing I love about this series and in writing it, and I'm sure James would say the same thing, is the same thing you said about the character because it was such a dark place to go. Mm-hmm. I could relish in just writing the most horrible yeah. things because it's almost like I had freedom in this tales from underground world to write the most horrific things because it's it's what was expected is what was being spoken about it was the it was the universe we created yeah. and so yeah, and and what fun to be able to do that yeah. you know so yeah. uh, I I particularly love these tales from underground this one called hate rises takes us back to the 1960s and sort of a very kind of Charles Manson crime yeah. Yeah. and the cast is really great in this one uh, the recording you're about to hear we actually did at the legendary Roxy Theater down on the hall, on the Sunset yeah. Strip, you know, uh, to get to perform that there is really, really a treat. So I say we let everybody listen to it. Thank you so much for joining us, Victoria. Thanks, Matt. You're going to get to enjoy her work in this one as the narrator. Go back and listen to some of the other Tales from Underground. But this one, here we go Tales from Underground, Hate Rises. Enjoy it, everyone. <laughs> Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. It's coming. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful production. In one. one. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. That's it. Keep walking. Just follow the sound of my voice. You're almost there. Don't be afraid. Now, now, I said you didn't have to be afraid. Come on, closer. Closer. That's right. Welcome. Please have a seat. Good. I suppose I can understand your trepidation since you've heard so much about me. Me, a poor soul condemned for eternity to reside here in this cold, damp tunnel beneath the streets of your carefully ordered city. Why was I condemned? That is a tale for some other time. But for now, I am here to tell you about the secret history of your own Los Angeles terrible, frightening stories that have gone unreported by time, but stories that you know in your heart are true. We call them Tales from Underground. Tonight, I bring you a tale about murder and, well, so much more as you will see. For this story, we must go back over 30 years. The nation is divided. Attitudes are changing, and young people have emerged as a powerful force. But some of them will be drawn into something evil and carry out unspeakable acts. Things are, shall we say, a little helter-skelter. We'll call tonight's tale, Hate Risers. Hey, whoa. Oh, Crystal, man. Yeah. You want to walk into the ocean with me? No, thanks, man. Hold on, hold on. Look up there. What? At the moon. 
Do you see what I see? Oh, it's beautiful, brother. It's beautiful, man. The wolf's head, man. You yeah. don't see the wolf's head? No, man. It's swallowing the moon, Christo. Oh, right on, brother. Whatever reality you're on, man, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, oh is that a person? Oh. Oh. oh, hey, Wendy. Oh, man. Having a good trip? Yeah. Yeah, the best, Wendy, the best. Yeah. There's my Wendy girl. Where you been? Went to the water's edge, Christo. The stars look like they're dancing all over the sea. Hey, you know what would look beautiful under the stars tonight? What's that, lover? Blood. <laughs> On the edge of your knife. That knife you use so well. <laughs> Do it for you, Christo. Oh, man. Back in Mill Valley, the way you look with those people's blood on you, I've never seen anything so divine. Let's do it again. Hey, you know, you know, we passed that house on the way in, that nice suburban couple with their ice-making refrigerator and the color TV and the country club membership. All the things we don't need. Let's go there, Wendy girl. Tonight, I want to see red again. Whatever you say, daddy whatever you want. Yeah. Hey, where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to that house. Aren't you going to take the car? What, are you kidding? Gas is like 68 cents a gallon, man. We'll walk. All right, on. There's a lot that Wendy and Christo don't like about America, but instead of writing letters that stick it to those in power, Christo finds it easier to vent his rage on the poor innocent taxpayer, and he makes Wendy wield the knife. Cowardly, perhaps, but they don't make TV movies out of letter writers. First, they struck in Mill Valley. Last week, it was near the beach in San Luis Obispo. Now, the pair have made it here, to Los Angeles. It's the winter of 1972, and it's warm in LA, like always. So waking up in Echo Park seems just right when you're high on life. Buzzing out on the thrill of being murderers. Yeah, you are my number one, Wendy girl. My absolute number one. We did good, didn't we? All that blood. Yeah, their blood doesn't mean anything, baby. They were creeps. Over 30 creeps. who were living for their fancy cars and their washers and dryers. We don't need them. Nobody needs them. I need you. And I love you. Oh, I we know what love is, sugar plum. We love big and free. We don't need a piece of paper like those squares we got rid of. They better make way for people like us, right? I love you more than I've ever loved anything. <sighs> Me too. We're never gonna fight or get mad or bring each other we down. We don't need that kind of trip. And Krista? Yeah? They'll never find us. We're free. Ooh, free and free, Wendy girl. Ooh, ooh, check it out there. There's our man, Rodney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfect timing. We're all out of Mary Jane. I'll be right back. Hey, let me get that cash for him. Oh, is that the last of our bread? Yeah, what if it is? Well, we gotta buy food oh, and what... hey, hey, baby, what were we just talking about, huh? We don't need to give in to that domestic negative vibe, Wendy girl. We don't need to bring each other down. You're right, lover. Yeah, don't sweat it, darling. The Lord will provide. I'll be right back. Okay, baby. Excuse me, young lady. Um, hello. My name's Gertrude. What's yours? Uh, Wendy. Oh, that 
that's a nice name. Like Peter Pan. Right. Um, listen, lady, we get enough hassles from the pigs, okay? We don't need a bunch of old people. My, my, aren't you a spitfire? You remind me of myself at your age. Huh? The fact is, young lady, I've noticed you and your boyfriend. He's my husband. We just got married. Well, I said. And not in any Squaresville way, like oh. your generation seems to think is so important. Oh, do but calm I... yourself, Wendy. I was simply saying I've noticed you and your husband sleeping here in the park for the past three days, and, well, it is neither safe nor sanitary. And I can offer you a place to stay for free. What's the catch? Well, there isn't one. It's just that my husband and I have very strong feelings about young people today, and... Well, afternoon, ladies. Who's the grandma, Wendy girl? Christo, this is Gertrude. She has a crash pad for us. Well, that's groovy, Gertrude, but me and Wendy, we kind of have a pact about people who aren't with it, you know? Uh, A.K.A. a certain entire screwed-up generation. I'm not sure I understand. Well, not to be blunt or anything, Gertie, but you're way over 30. Oh. Not to be trusted. Comprende, Hende? Well, uh... The, the, the building is right over there, you see. I hope you'll reconsider. Wendy, I can't believe it. I'm gone two minutes and you're going over to the enemy side. Whoa, sweetheart, what did we just talk about? We're in love. We don't need this kind of conflict, baby. Yeah, I can dig that. We need a place to hang out, baby, safely. The story's still all over the news. Yeah, yeah, you said no one would ever find us. Maybe that's why that old broad came along. A hiding place, like you said. I knew you'd see it my way. Yeah. I love you, Christine. Oh, I love you, too. We'd kill for each other, baby. We would. And we did. Yeah, you did. And it was so damn... Oh, I gotta get you naked. Well, let's go check out our new digs, and I'll see if I can make that happen. Yeah, I just want to say, right here, right now, in front of the trees <laughs> and the ants and the dirt and the molecules, <laughs> that there is nothing ever, ever, ever that would make me stop loving you. Now you say There is nothing ever, ever, ever that would make me stop loving you. Now you say There was nothing that will ever stop loving you. Now you say it. Now there's nothing ever, yeah. ever. Let us raise a glass to those who have said such words and actually made good on them. It remains to be seen whether or not Window and Christie will fulfill their promise to each other. Lord knows they have a head start. A little thing like the thoughtless taking of human lives can really bring a couple together. Well, oh, wow. here's the place. It's this not much, but it ought to see you two kids all right until you're back on your feet. Yes. Speaking of long-lasting love, may I formally introduce you to Gertrude and her husband, Hubert? You've probably seen couples like them sitting on park benches, going out to the early bird special giving us hope as we look at them. Hope of a rich life together. Man, when my old lady told me this Oh, your old lady, huh? <laughs> oh, we get such a kick out of the way you young people talk. Yeah, that's great. Uh, listen, folks, uh, we appreciate this and all, but as, as soon as I get some work, I'm going to lay some bread on you. Bread oh. means money. Yeah. Oh, I, I won't hear of it. It was fate that brought us together. Yes, it will all work out just fine. Oh, well, right on. I mean, really, right on. Oh, and a hearty right on to you too, young fellow. <laughs> Now, Gertrude tells me you two are married. We were married in this really beautiful ceremony out at Zuma. We had a black man do the services of everything. Yeah, he like got his reverend papers or whatever just so he could marry us. And then, for our honeymoon, we went up to San Luis Obispo. Hey, 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 baby, baby. 
They don't need to know everything we did, oh, huh? It's cool, it's cool. <laughs> no. Well, things are different now. They're not like when Gertrude and I were young. Yes, those days are gone. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do to get them back. Oh, but we try. Still and all. Yes. I mean, why do you people go on so much about making love? Yes. I mean, do well. you honestly know what love means? Oh, Gertrude, yeah. if I could only explain it to you. You see, Christo and me, we're a part of a revolution. Maybe you'll understand in time. Oh, me? I wish things could be the way they used to be. But until then, Gertrude and me... We're hail to hell. Yes, we are. And we live underneath your place, so welcome, well, both of you. We'll be right downstairs if you need anything. Yeah, far out. Yeah. That was close, Wendy, with that San Luis Obispo thing. Jeez, I'm sorry, honey. I know, I almost let it slip. But they're not so bad for moldy oldies. Well, we didn't ask them if they voted for Nixon. <laughs> you didn't even vote, so what are you complaining about? Oh, my sweet, sweet flower. Oh, you're the most. You keep me honest, and that's what I love about you so. Now, how about getting you out of those clothes? Huh? Oh, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, babe. And that night, Christo and Wendy lay together on a borrowed mattress in a bare apartment, illuminated only by the street lamp outside the window. And Christo said something that people like me know you should never say. He said, ah, Wendy girl, I'm getting this feeling that we're out of the woods. We're going to be all right. Everything's just going to be really far out from here on in. This, remember, was when far out meant good. Anyway, as I mentioned, people should not say things like that. For as the young couple began to doze off, Listen to that. Huh? What, what, what? It's them, Hubert and Gertrude, the people downstairs. They're fighting. Oh, yeah. Wow, they're seriously getting into it. Man, that is way too much negativity. Yeah, that's why we took those vows, sweet pea. Three days ago, we promised to be free of all anger and conflict. We're going to be different from the squares, Wendy girl. I remember love, no conflict. Yeah, we sealed those vows in blood, baby. Oh, man, we got to say something. Crystal, we're here rent-free. That's all the more reason. The worst they can do is throw us out. Now, come on. What? Let's go down there and tell them to take it easy. Crystal, I don't know. No, I love, baby. No conflict. All right, all right. So, come on. They're tearing the place up. Hello? Gertrude? Hubert? It's Wendy and Christo. Why, hello, you two. Something wrong? Well, you guys... Oh, come on in. We were just making cookies. Yes. Making cookies? Man, you guys were... What? What? I, well, I can swear you were kind of... What? Yeah. Oh, well, don't just stand there. You come on oh, in, you please, two. come in. Wow. Wow. This place is amazing. Yeah, totally neat. Nothing broken or out of place. Well, why would there be? Well, I don't know, because you... Yes? Oh, no reason. It's like stepping into the 1940s, like a perfectly preserved museum. Oh, please, don't put us in a museum yet. <laughs> That's such a pretty glass elephant. Oh, yes. My father got out of the Chicago World's Fair back in 1893. Yeah, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on back to bed. Uh, oh, are you I'll, sure you I'll won't come stay with for you. cookies and milk? You know, the cookies and milk might help you sleep better. Yeah. Hey, what are you... 
Ah, forget it. Uh, come on, Wendy girl. Good night, Hubert. Uh, Gertrude. Oh, good, good night. <sighs> yes, good night, Christo and Wendy. Sleep tight, if you can. Because you see, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop the arguing, the hate from the floor below. It certainly didn't stop the second night in your new place. Knock it off down there! Knock Christo, it off! stop it! Oh, shut up! Nor did it stop the third night or the fourth. And then you went to their door again, this time with your nerves frayed. Hey! Shut the hell up! We're trying to sleep! Christo, I don't think Get we should... your hands off me, Wendy girl! Christo, that's not fair! No conflict Oh, shut up, Wendy! Hey, you in there! Knock it off! They stopped? Yeah. What are they doing in there? I know beats me. I don't hear anything, not even any footsteps. Oh, it's creepy. Yeah, well, it's finally over. That's what it is. Finally over. Come on, Wendy girl. I wish you'd stop ordering me around. Oh, you don't like it? I... Leave me alone. No, shut up, you stupid girl. Just shut up. Ugh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Romeo's on a bummer, my friends. And once again, he said something you should never say. He said it was over. Well, we'll see about that. Christo and Wendy decided it would be good to get out, to feel free again. So they haven't slept in days. So they're only in the supermarket to shoplift what they need for the week. Everything's gonna be groovy, hey, right? Baby, baby, put this in your purse. You sure no one's looking? Yeah, 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 go on, go on. God, the supermarket's full of squares. Look at all that short hair. What are we, in the army? They don't even have tab. Tab? It's only one calorie. And I'm so freaking tired. What's wrong with us, Christo? Nothing's wrong with us. You see how we're acting? It's not like when we took our vows. Vows are vows. God, give me a break. I'm trying to think here. I'm just trying to figure things out. Attention shoppers. Attention shoppers. Our manager's special today is on aisle three. And it's thick, luxurious Prell shampoo. Yeah. The shampoo with the bubble inside. A 12-ounce bottle of Prell is on sale this week for only 88 cents. Thanks for listening. And by the way, you know, Oh my God! Please, please, it's them, Hubert and Gertrude. They're here too. Oh man, man! Oh here, here! You hear that too? Let go of me! No, I'm just asking. Do you hear that? What the sale on Prell? Yes, I heard it. What else am I supposed to be hearing? Oh, forget it. Just forget it. Hippie free. Oh man, man! I, I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I gotta get out of here. Oh, man. Man, this... And then Christo and Wendy rushed outside to the street where a policeman seemed concerned at their agitated state. You folks all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, Christo told him, fine. And later, Christo would convince himself that it was seeing the police, seeing the pigs out on the street that drove him and Wendy back to that upstairs apartment to hide. But maybe, maybe it was something else, something drawing them to their destiny. Something they knew they could no longer escape. You see, the vitriol from below kept on unabated, night after night, week upon week, until finally it became absorbed into the very beings of our young murderers, who were about to find out that if the law had not yet caught up with them, their own sad little minds had. <laughs> 
Uh, quit hassling me, Wendy! I'm not hassling you! You just don't want to be around me anymore! Now why should I want to be around you? Uh, you I, but bring me down! I hate you! I hate you! Oh, that's it! Let it out, you psycho! You're the psycho bitch that killed those people! We did it together, Christo! Well, you had the nine! Oh, no, you can't say that now! Yeah! And on that final night, they did not even notice that the voices from below had finally stopped. And it was only Christo and Wendy and their own hatred now to face. It's time to act again, Wendy girl. What? What? Those two, downstairs. Oh, sure, they were nice old farts, weren't they? Well, that's just like the others, though, with their china cups and their glass elements, their cookies, their stupid square attitudes about everything. It's time for their blood to spill. I told you I don't like it when you order me around. Well, you didn't mind following orders in Mill Valley or in San Luis Obispo. I was... You did it all, Wendy, not me. And that's just what I'm going to tell the pigs when they find us, unless you go down there right now and do what needs to be done. Get the knife. All right, Christine. I will do what yeah. needs to be done. That's right, baby. Get the knife, like a good Wendy girl. Wendy girl. Wendy girl. Let me hold up beautiful. Wait, I don't like that look in your eye. Why not, but, Christo? I'm it. only gonna do what needs to be done. Oh. What's needed to be doing for a no, long no, no, no. time now. Nothing will ever, ever, oh, ever make oh, you baby, wait, stop wait. loving me. Baby. You lied, baby. and now I see that I lied too. Baby. Because baby. I will Wendy. never, Wendy. never, Wendy. never Wendy. love you again. Wendy, I... I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. When the police arrived, they found Wendy rocking back and forth, saying something no one could make any sense of. It was them. They did it. They sent us hate. We became like them. Old, old, we're not like them. We're not. We love each other. Love, love. All right, what's she saying, Jim? Beats me, sir. Bunch of hippie nonsense. Something came out of the babble, though. Yeah, what's that? San Luis Obispo, sir. We think they're the ones. I phoned the SLOPD. Oh, my God. Young lady, young lady, did you have something you were trying to say to the officer? Look downstairs, underneath us. They're down there. They killed our love. They sent us hate. Downstairs, downstairs. Hey, 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 chicky baby. Stop wasting the detective's time. Look, detective, this one and her dead hippie boyfriend were the only two people in this place. The whole building got condemned eight months ago. Is that so? Well, maybe I'll have a look downstairs anyway. All right, suit yourself, sir. Ahead, detective. Look downstairs. We'd like to see what you find. Uh, anybody home? Whoa, watch it there, you dope. Nearly put your foot right through that rotten floor. Huh, been a long time since anyone's lived around here. What was it about that little glass elephant that caught your eye, Detective? Hey, well, what do you know? A little beauty amid the rubble. Oh, Gertrude, look what he's found. Oh, no, Hubert. My elephant! Oh, yes. You couldn't hear their voices, Detective. Their ghosts had no desire to appear to you. They had nothing against you. You weren't part of that screwed-up generation, that untrustworthy lot known as people under 30. Oh, I hope he puts down my elephant, Hubert. That was a present from my father. Yes, the Chicago World's Fair. Yes. Ah, well, what would I do with a glass elephant anyway? Seems like it belongs to this place, wrecked as it is. 
And so, detective, you turned on your heels and left the apartment knowing that what the officer said was true. Wendy's babbling was just that, babbling. It's all right, Gertrude, Hubert. You can appear now he's gone. Well, honestly, Hubert, these young people today talk about love this and love that. They don't comprehend what it takes to grow old together, yes. to last, and they condemn an entire generation without even bothering to understand. You are so right, my sweet, but we know, don't we? Yes. As Robert Browning said, I shall love thee, but better after death. <laughs> oh, Hubert, we got that right, oh, too. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> Perhaps you should take a walk down to the park, my oh. love. I'm sure there's some other young people in need down there. Oh, a capital idea, lover. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is perfect. Yeah, Sunshine, this is for real, rent-free? Oh, Sunshine wouldn't lie to you, my boy. Uh It's silly of you two to sleep in the park. Mm -hmm. And if you don't mind me saying so, it's dangerous to be distributing illegal substances the way you do. Um, about that. Now, 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 we don't judge. No. Me, I wish things could be the way they used to be. Yes. But until then, Gertrude and me. We're here to help. Thank you so much. Right on, really. Thank you very much. Oh, don't mention it. Welcome, both of you. Oh, and don't forget, we'll be right downstairs if you need anything. Oh, it just sort of makes you all warm and runny, doesn't it? Seeing the older generation giving something back to the younger one. Quite a switch, wouldn't you say? Well, I do so appreciate your visiting me and letting me recount another secret history of this very city. Please come back. Tell your friends. I have many more stories for all of you. Oh, but before you go, a word to the wise. If you're a young, impulsive couple ready to set the world on fire with your newfound love, you may want to steer clear of Echo Park. You see, I've heard that Gertrude and Hubert are still hanging around there, and the word is they're going strong. After all, as they say, you're as young as you feel. Signing off in three, two, one.